Hey guys, what's going on? I'm Errol. And I'm Steven. And this is Why It's Been an Oz. We're on I-95 Sports Network. It's 1-605-562-8001. Press 5 if you want to chime in. We're up for, uh, we're up for another week. But uh, first, we want to give a little uh, rest in peace and a tribute. So uh, this past week, we had a couple unfortunate and really sad uh, deaths. We first had Muhammad Ali Muhammad with the boxing. Yes, and we did do a tribute to him um, last, 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 show. last show. But now uh, the late Woody Howe uh, has passed away at the age of 88. And we'd like to have uh, say rest in peace. And we would like our to send our prayers to his friends and family and all that were part of his life. Uh, there's no one better than him in hockey, the hockey world. I mean, you could say Wayne Gretzky. But, uh, Cody Hell was the first one. He was not only a four-time Stanley Cup champion with, uh, the Detroit Red Wings, he was also a six-time MVP, won the six, uh, won the Hart Trophy six times. He was an All-Star, NHL All-Star, 23 times. And he also won the Art Ross Trophy, which is, uh, the leading scorer in the NHL. He won that six times, so, I mean, it's the ho- hockey world lost an incredible human being, incredible hockey player. I mean, Wayne Gretzky beat all his records in the 80s. So you can't say, you could say Wayne Gretzky and how, uh, uh, Woody Howe were both some of the best hockey players to ever live. So rest in peace, uh, to Woody Howe. Yeah. I mean, I posted a picture on Facebook earlier. Uh, you can check it out on our, on our page. I was at the Joe Louis Arena the, where the Detroit Red Wings play, and inside that arena they have a statue of the late Woody Howe. And in that picture, I have uh, it is a picture of me and the statue. Yep. So if you want to check that out, give us a like. We'd appreciate it, and uh, rest in peace, Mr. Howe. Yeah, I'm, I'm not jealous of that. That's actually one place I really want to go to. Um. Well, I, I mean, me and my me and my coworker are talking about going there next season. We got to see what it, it fits in schedules and everything, but definitely, uh, definitely one arena that I definitely do want to visit. I got a lot on my list. I got Fenway, I got uh, Wrigley, but that probably is the first hockey arena that I do want to take that care of. That was an incredible arena, yeah. just like the Nassau Coliseum. Wait, wait, wait! The old barn. Did you just compare that? Yeah, I I did. The Nassau Coliseum was just built just like the Joe Louis Arena. It had the same feel, very homey feeling, especially for us Islander fans. I mean, myself as an Islander fan. So, wow. you know what? It was definitely a historic arena that every NHL fan must go visit at least once in their lifetime. I wish listeners could see my face right now and see how dumbfounded I am that you just, you know, forget about it because it's just going to make me angry. One place I definitely want to go to, but... Let's uh let's get started. NBA Finals last night, and, and you know what? It was just one of those performances by LeBron that, and his his elimination game stats are just incredible. I mean, over thirty points a game. He's I believe he is just ahead of Magic Johnson, just ahead of Magic Johnson on uh points per game in elimination games. Which it gets to the fact, well, it gets it really gets to the point. That it kind of aggravates you from uh, on a standpoint that why can't we see LeBron James do that every single game? We, can, I mean, this is the first game in the entire series where he actually drove to the basket, he got contact, and he got to the line. We've been waiting for that all game long, and I know his his numbers have been there. He's had all, you know triple doubles almost every game this series, but that's his game. And I know he was hitting his three pointers last night, but if you're LeBron, you got to drive to the basket more. You gotta make sure these, you know, the Bogut, well, I know Bogut got hurt. You gotta make sure, especially in game six when Draymond Green's back, you gotta make sure you, you're getting their foul totals up. Game seven. Yeah, well, game six. It's okay. I know you're lost a little bit, but. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but, especially that he's back next game, you're gonna, and you can't do, and even Kyrie Irving said in the post-game interview yesterday, after the game, it's gonna be hard to repeat those performances. I mean, you had two, you had no, no teammates has ever scored 40 points in a finals game on the same day. So it's definitely going to be tough. It's definitely going to be an uphill battle game six, but 
you're hoping that you get you're on your home court again. You're hoping that you get that you're um you take in the energy from the crowd and you hope that really Steph Curry and Clay Thompson miss shots again. Because that's really <laughs> that's really what what it goes comes down to. Well you gotta head it to Kyrie Irving yesterday. He had a monster performance, right? Yeah, and he was, had like forty one points. And it, yeah, nearly forty one points. And that's another thing that really goes into it. Like you're gonna get what you're gonna get from LeBron. You're gonna get the twenty five, thirty points, you're gonna get the ten rebounds, you're gonna get the ten assists. Around there. Kyrie Irving is the one that has to be his Robin to the Batman. I mean, LeBron James put on the cape last night, but Kyrie Irving I mean, he was a show last night. And he was a show. He couldn't miss from anywhere. Clay Thompson was all over him. And we know how good Clay Thompson is a perimeter defender. Clay but, Thompson could be a superstar on his own team. He really could. And you know what? Someone was talking about this the other, yesterday after the game, and it kind of brought, did bring up a good point. Your United MVP is the best shooter we've ever seen. I've ever seen, definitely. People, people who even saw Reggie Miller and Ray Allen as prime said, Steph Curry is the best shooter they have ever seen. So we, the fact that he takes up as many bad shots as he does and they go in is ridiculous. But when they, <laughs> it doesn't go in, it looks bad. And we, uh, we got a we call. We already have our first caller, yep. so we're going to put them on air and see what they have to say. Caller, what's your name? Where are you from? Caller. caller. And I think we lost our caller. Oh. So hopefully they call back. But going back to the basketball, I mean, uh, you know, Steph. Uh, listen, going back to what I was talking Steph, about. Steph before. Curry is a monster. He's one of the best. I mean, he, overall he, shooters of this generation. Well, he. What I was getting to was he really is the best shooter we have ever seen. But Clay Thompson's a better overall player than he is. I, mean, yeah, I hate to say I it. I know. I know this is our unanimous MVP. But, um, I mean, when Steph, listen, Steph Curry can't do anything else but shoot. I mean, and people make the argument Steph Curry versus LeBron James. It's no argument. If LeBron, if LeBron James can't, isn't on his game make, hitting shots, which he usually isn't. I mean, last night was a rarity last night where he was really pulling up from three and hitting everything, really. When Steph Curry's not shooting well, he, you know, he can't defend. He's a terrible defender. He can't, he's not going to rebound for you. I mean, he, he's going to pass well, but, I mean, that's your unanimous MVP? I mean, he's not even the best overall player on his team. And you know what? You know how much I love Steph Curry. He was the yeah. guy who got me into college basketball. I mean, when I was – how many years ago was that now? Was, wow, nine? Well, he, he was stunning Davidson. Right? Yeah, he was. And really, he's I, – I don't want to disrespect him. I mean, I'm, I'm not all the words because I really don't want to disrespect him because he is one of my favorite players. But just watching him last night, I mean, it made me – where was the urgency? Where was your urgency with him? Where was your urgency with his teammates? Because you are in a game-clinching, serious-clinching game at home, no less. You don't have Draymond Green. He was wrongfully dis- suspended. So where is that? Where was Steph Curry last night? I understand that when he's not when he's not. Well, you think his suspension was wrong? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I didn't see the play live, and I saw it again, and I really didn't. I don't know. A guy stepping over you, you're trying to get up. I mean, it looked like. You, yeah. you can argue, you can make the case that Draymond Green was just getting up at that time. So, I really don't, see that. I really, I did have a big problem with the suspension. I mean, you can make a case for a conspiracy theory that they just wanted this series to go another game longer. But really, LeBron James and Kyrie Irving have to do exactly what they did last night, and they need more from their bench. They need more from their bench. Kevin Love is just an atrocity right now. I mean, two points the yeah. whole game. Yeah, and it was funny. I don't know. You follow Tony X on Twitter? So. I do. Isn't that the guy he's, that went to the, his first hockey game in St. Louis? Yeah, and he's like, what? what? <laughs> this is like, what? I've never seen this before. This Why is it going out of the night? Why are they putting an extra man on? He's so funny. But he actually pretty funny. He tweeted out last night. Um, when in, I don't know if you saw it, and Andrew Bogut got tangled up knees with J.R. Smith. I and, saw that. Oh, God, it looked bad. But when he was on the ground, they couldn't stop play yet because the Cavs still had possession. And Tony, Kevin Love takes takes a jumper. I don't know why. I mean, it's four on five. So Kevin Love takes a jumper from three and he misses it. He tweeted, he tweeted out, "The Cavs are just on a power play. Couldn't convert." Oh my! That's funny. <laughs> Kevin Love misses wide. 
I mean, come on. I mean, that's really I, – he's so detrimental to this team, I really hate to say it because he's a $100 million man, but you can't start him. Tyrone so good on Minnesota. You know, he was the exact. In, you know what? When he got traded, everyone was saying he's overrated, and people were killing people who were saying that he was overrated. He's the exact example on someone loading up their stats on a bad team. That's exactly what he. That's exactly what he is. So, is, are you saying like he's one of those guys that doesn't need other players like big superstars around him? Like he could be his own superstar? No, I'm not saying that at all. I just think that. I mean, he was. On Minnesota, he was on a terrible team. There was absolutely nothing else around him besides. Yeah, and he was he was putting up points. I mean, he was he was putting up. He was a walking double double. I mean, he was putting up like twenty five and twelve a game. He was the guy who won on fantasy every single year. But then he goes to a high pressure situation, even though it's only Cleveland. But it's a high pressure situation because yeah, this championship aspirations every single year. You go from Minnesota where you haven't won a, a thing at all. So, uh, yeah, okay. He can't handle pressure from Cleveland. You think he's going to handle pressure from New York? Could you imagine so he's a nutcase, you're saying. No, I'm not saying he's a nutcase. I just, I just think he's not mentally tough enough to deal with the media in New York. I would. There's no way in the like world. Him? No, there's no way in the world that I would trade Carmelo Anthony for him. Not a chance. Not a chance. Because I just, I see what he's doing in Cleveland, and he just, he doesn't even look like he wants to play. I mean, he really doesn't look entertained out there. I don't understand it. And this, and he was handpicked by LeBron. And I know I, I'm going to the negatives a lot, even though I mean it was a positive night for the Cavaliers. But you're gonna have to, I don't know, you're you're gonna have to um, figure it out. Figure something out. Yep. And we're gonna go on to uh, congratulations to Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, I mean the Penguins, they couldn't finish. They couldn't win it in the. On stadium, so that's a shame. They had to win it in San Jose. And, but congratulations to the Pittsburgh Penguins. They deserve it. I picked them all along, even though I'm a, a big Islander fan. I picked them in the beginning of the playoffs to win the Stanley Cup. The goaltending, Sidney Crosby, I don't know what more can I say. Like, Chris Letang was great during the whole playoffs. But one thing I do have to disagree on, with the NHL is the Smythe winner. Sidney Crosby is Sidney Crosby. I understand it. He made some great plays during the playoffs, but you're not in the Stanley Cup without the, your goaltender, Matt Murray. Don't you think so, Errol? And, I mean, and you know it's funny because, I mean, just about just a month ago, the Rangers were getting mocked because they lost to a 21-year-old backup goaltender. But now that 21-year-old backup goaltender was the main reason the Penguins won the cup. And he still didn't win the comp smite. No. I that mean, is so wrong. It's a, the reason why he's the comp smite, uh, Sidney Crosby's the comp smite winner, is because he's Sidney Crosby. And that's what pisses me off so much. Like, I get so, I got so angry when I saw Gary Bettman out there handing it to Sidney Crosby. If you, if you rank, I'm sorry, go off base. If you rank the commissioners in order four, do you put them last? No, because Hockey's great right now. Yes, he's one of the most hated commissioners in all sports. But can you like where would you rank? Where would you rank him? I'm from last. I don't. I, I would put uh, what's the NFL? Goodell. Goodell last. last. Really? Yeah. Uh, hockey's so great right now. I mean, now they're having that new tournament in September. Yeah, uh, he, he World is Hockey hated. World Cup or whatever. Yeah, he is hated though, and that's actually he is hated. I uh, because of the whole lockout, um, twice. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, twice. I mean, but he's found a new contract last year. I know he's not going anywhere. I mean, in the last in the last fifteen years, you were locked out for an entire year, and you locked out for a quarter of the season a few years back. But what, what's the, what's wrong about hockey right now? Name one thing about what's it's, wrong. It's not that popular. It's just not that it's popular. popular, popular right it is, now. but it's you know. Playoffs are great. There's nothing better than NHL playoffs. Internationally, you're it's, great. It's not. And you, and you know what? It's, there's nothing better than the NHL playoffs. In my opinion, your opinion, and a lot of people's opinions. But it just doesn't gain attraction. Because you know what? It's not high scoring. That's why hockey isn't that popular. That's why baseball is declining. But that's why they bring up the you know possibility of making the nets wider or shrinking the goalies. Yeah, head. I guess so. But if you... Like, and I'll go even, you know, on the football side. If you took a poll and asked people, would you rather see 
you know, a game between a game like like the Seahawks and 49ers would have a few years back when they're both top of the league. Or would you rather have a game like the Giants and the Saints had this past year that was ended fifty two to forty nine? I guarantee people would pick the high scoring game, which is because people like the scoring. And people you know, like the celebrations. I guess so, but you know what? I mean that's not the way I would go. We gotta talk about celebrations with baseball later yeah. in the show, but oh. <laughs> but going back, no, so the commissioner, I mean, hockey, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, it's not that popular, but it's gaining its popularity. Uh, I I think hockey is great, uh, but I don't know how you can make it more popular than it is. I don't know what way. Uh, you just, you just, uh, you know, I agree with you. I mean, it's something for them to, to figure out, but it's just, I don't know, man. I mean, it's. I wish it gained popularity. You, I've been to a hot, I've been to a playoff game, an NHL playoff game. You've been to an NHL playoff game. It's a really. Actually, I've been to like every island okay. playoff game. Right. The past I get, couple years. I get it. You guys have like five dollar tickets. They're not five dollar tickets actually, Errol. Excuse so. me, ten dollar tickets. Do you know? I literally. I remember a few years ago when the Rangers were in the Cup. I could have absolutely bought a game ticket for the Kings in L.A., I could have bought a plane ticket, and I could have stayed for a night. It still wouldn't have been as expensive as the Garden. And I'm actually, you know, you, to uh, move away from over here, you talked about celebrations. Did you see this? Miami, University of Miami and Boston College? No, what happened was... All that? right, so basically what happened was the kid from Miami hit a grand slam to put... This is, I think this is Super Regionals or... I mean, whatever it is, it's Boston College and my University of Miami. And the kid from Miami, he hits a grand slam and put them up by five, and he's walking pretty much to first base with the bat in his hand, and he's dancing down, <laughs> down the, <laughs> he's dancing down the third base sideline, and you see the catcher almost get in his way, and you can, yeah, uh, you can kind of read his lips there. I'll, I'll let you guys use your imagination, but, um, I talk about celebrations, but this is this is what goes on though. And you know what people say? I hate people say they hate the bat flips. They hate the way you know, like obviously the um, the Blue Jays brawl with the Rangers, and then you got this past week you had Machado and you had Gonzalo Ventura, which I you know no one likes him. No, 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 no one, no one likes him. Did you see? Did you see the way Sal Perez? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just speculating way too much, but the way Sal Perez really didn't, you know go after Machado, the way he really didn't try to hold him down. Did you, I don't know. I, we'll go back and look at it. I was looking at it yesterday, but I just, I don't know. I just feel like... But that goes back to what Bryce Harper try, keeps trying to bring out in baseball. Make baseball fun again. I am, That's why I think the fighting, the brawls, that's good for baseball. That makes it popular. People don't... You know what? That's what fans like to see. You know, they don't they don't like how boring it is. Come on, can you honestly say you could watch a full 162 games, like one through nine, and uh, like the it, first inning through the ninth inning? No, and full? no, and that's why when people have season tickets, they I mean they sell more than 50 percent of them because you can't go to all 81 games. You can't sit through nine innings all the time, especially you know people they're they're getting older, they're having kids, they're you know they have lives, but. I, yeah, and I guess you're trying to make it exciting again. Is this really the way to go with it, though? Is it really the way to go? Is just to charge, is to charge the mound the way you do? And, and it's to, I don't know. But I think he was, I think the suspensions were rightfully so. Uh, oh, definitely. With Machado getting less games than Ventura. Well, I mean. So there's head hunting. Well, you don't like to see head hunting. I mean, you throw a 99-mile-per-hour mile fastball right to his back. That was the third pitch in a row, too. He went right to him. I'm surprised Machado didn't charge after the second one. I mean, he, listen, that's that's a big size difference, too, between those two. Well, I don't think that we're gonna, that's the first or last we see of uh, these types of roles with MLB. No, I don't think so, but the fact that there was two the of them. The fact that we saw two of them in the past two or three weeks. I mean. I don't, I don't, listen, I don't know. You want to go to our new segment? Uh, sure. Let's do it. All right, we've got a new segment for you guys in the with the conclusion of the NHL season. We are going right into the off season, right into the locals, and this is the second movie I call "Keep 'Em or Sweep 'Em." Sweep 'Em, you want to keep 'em or you want to sweep 'em right out of town? So I'll give you one. We'll go back and forth. Sounds good. All right, for the Islanders, Matt Martin, keep 'em or sweep 'em. Hmm, that's a tough one. 
I'm going to have to say sweep him. Just because Matt Martin, he wants more money than he's worth. To be honest, he gets the fans riled up. He's a great character guy for the New York Islanders, but they have someone that can take his place in Bridgeport. His name is Mike Helmel. He's had some NHL, NHL time. He's the same exact player. He's the, he, he will actually fight. Um, he'll lay the big hits. Martin doesn't have much talent other than hitting. There's more than hitting. Like, I know he's your fourth line guy, but well, he's fourth the, line was huge. Yeah. I mean, year. people say the best fourth line in hockey, I but. I disagree. You know, you want to try to make your team faster. Uh, Martin's not the fastest skater in the NHL, but even on the fourth line, you need to have someone better that's going to produce more. Uh, I think that fourth line is going to be completely different next year. Martin wants a little too much money. The Islanders aren't going to be the team to give it to him. I think it's going to be Chicago. I think he goes to Chicago. Or the Rangers. And we'll just uh, interrupt the seven for a second because we do have a caller. From on right now, him or her. Caller, what's your state's name? Where's you from? Caller. Hi, this is Anna calling from Levittown. You're right. Anna. What's going on, Anna? What do you want to talk about today? Welcome to Weissman and Oz. Yeah, you guys are doing a great job. I'm listening in. But I have a question for you guys. What? That's what we're here for. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. All right, good, good. So, my boyfriend's birthday is coming up in August, and there's not much to do in the summer. He's a big sports fan. So, my question for you guys is, where should I take him in the summer? And it has to do with sports. It's not every day we get relationship advice in corporate. Oh, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I think, uh, uh, what seems is he like? Uh, was it Anna? I'm sorry. Anna, right? Anna. Anna, what seems is he like? Well, he likes, like, he's a Rangers fan. And he likes the Mets, you know, so he was baseball and stuff, but very... is there anything else besides baseball? Or... Well, his, Anna, if his, um, if his birthday's in August, take him to a giant game. I mean, the season will only be a month away. I mean, if you really like him, take him to, to Dallas, to be honest with you, opening night. Opening night, that would be a, a great birthday present, if you ask me. When do the, um, when does football start again? Football starts in so September. September, early September. Early September. Okay. Giants game, they could do a Jets game, Mets game. Listen, I'm sure. Any like pivotal, like any like arena, like any places, stadiums that I should take them to, that are you know that are must see. Anything that you know that he'd appreciate. Anna, 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 Anna. Listen, I um I I, I could tell you're not. You probably uh. You know, on top of it as he is, put one word for you, Anna, because we gotta go. One word. Playoffs. 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 Alright, Anna? Playoffs. Yep. Alright, thanks, Anna. I thanks think you're Alright, bye. Okay, so let's was, get back. That was kinda of funny. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> but come back, uh, to the keeper sweep, Errol. Uh, we got, alright. Uh, let me, one. let me give you, I'm let me give you one. I'm not looking. Dan Girardi of the New York Rangers, keep or sweep? Um, oh, wow. Uh, I would love to sweep him, but according – well, you know what? We had Mr. Uh, Mr. Rob Taub on here a couple weeks ago, Stan Fisher Hockey, and he did say that the Rangers – that no one is safe on that team besides uh, Lundquist and Brady Shea. So I will say sweep him. I don't know if that's going to happen because I don't know if they want to buy him out. For whatever reason, I don't know why. I guess they're they're in the mindset that he had a down year. He's been so important to this team over the last five, six, seven years. But I really do believe they got to get rid of him. They have to buy him out because they he's making five and a half million dollars this year. That's a truckload for a guy who's not going to produce. I mean, he, I understand. How old is he now? He's thirty years old. I think he's a little. He's not that old. I know but, he's not, but you know, he's had so much wear and tear on him from the last wrong few years. Yeah, I mean. And I was a big Dan Girardi fan, especially, I mean, remember, don't forget, a couple of years ago, it was between, should you trade Callahan, should you trade Girardi? And they made that decision, and they extended Girardi, and they traded Callahan for, to St. Louis, uh, uh, Tampa Bay, rather. And, you know, he went on that run, and we all know the rest. 
but yeah, you got to get younger. I mean, we saw during this postseason, and maybe it was just telling how good Pittsburgh was this postseason. I mean, they went out, they decimated the Rangers in five games. I mean, you watch that Washington series, it really, you just, you had your, you had your feel, you, uh, feeling in your boots that, I mean, Pittsburgh was going to take that series, especially the way Matt Murray was playing. And then in Tampa Bay, the way they, they showed resiliency by coming back down 3-2 in that series. I mean, they, they were a fantastic team. They're the best team since December. Ever since they brought in Mike Sullivan, that team was just fantastic. But they made Dan Girardi look bad. I and mean, they could say he was injured all he wants. He wasn't injured. You realize, they realized that they had to go younger on the defensive side. So I'm going to say sweep them, even though I don't think it's going to happen. All right. So, all right. For the Islanders, Franz Nielsen, keep him or sweep him? Oof, that's really tough because he's been an Islander for life, and I always thought he's going to be an Islander for life, uh, one of those career Islanders. Um, I'm going to have to say keep him. Uh, even though there's a lot of popular opinion that people would sweep the guy, I think he's 33 years old. Uh, he's, that, honest, he's that old. Yeah, I think he's about 33, 33 years old. Uh, his production hasn't been so great the past couple of years. He's uh, been downgrading. He's been on the wrong side of 30. I mean, can't really say wrong side of 30. The first 35 to 40 games, Franz Nielsen looks like Franz Nielsen. He's a secondary scorer, uh, one of your best face-off and penalty killers. Uh, that's another reason why I wouldn't want to get rid of him. He's one of your best guys on uh, the penalty kill and even on a, on the play uh, on the power play you can't find too many guys like that uh he's 32 years old 32 years old okay uh so you know what this is his last year to get money uh he's gonna go for the money he, I, I think he's gonna go for the money i don't uh, think you're getting any hometown discounts but if you if you ask me i would uh i would keep him all right so, uh, I'm not looking. Keith Yandel. No, oh, I knew this one was coming. Um, they probably, this one's, okay, this one's tricky because they do realize how important he is to the, to the power play. Um, he looks a little, he does look a little lost out there sometimes. I did see, when I went to, um, my, uh, my brother and his wife, their birthdays are around the same time. I took them to Philly for the Rangers Philly game. It was, February, the day before the Super Bowl. Right. And he just, he looked lost out there like for 59 minutes of the game. He really did look lost 59 out there. 59 minutes of the game. Yeah, well, he did score a game-tying goal in 12 seconds left. So, But he really did look lost out there. And he just, you know, he has a tendency to disappear on the ice sometimes and you don't even realize that he's there. He's going to cost a lot of money. And, and that's just something the Rangers don't have. As much as I want to keep him up, I'm going to say they're going to have to sweep. They're going to sweep him. They're going to sweep him. Okay. Uh, you're gonna like this one I got for you. Uh, keep or sweep, Halak slash Grice. Okay, so there's a lot of speculation going around that the New York Islanders are looking to part ways with Yaroslav Halak. It's apparently true. I have not heard from any beat reporters or the Islanders themselves that Halak requested a trade during the uh, regular season. I don't know how true that is, but Halas, I don't know if you can trust him. He can't stay healthy. When he's when he is healthy, he goes on streaks where he's good, and then there's some games where he's really bad, and you have to pull him. And then you put in Thomas Grice. I mean, look at Thomas Grice. Thomas Grice was the little guy that carried you into the playoffs. He's the guy that carried you in the playoffs. Uh, you could say he was your MVP of the playoffs, besides John Tavares, no, I think who John, had some nice, nice goals, some game time and overtime goals. I think John Tavares takes that run away. Well, of course, but then you can't. Uh, I mean, Grice is the next one, next, uh, next up for that. But. And there's not much difference in age with him. I mean, the clock's 31. Grice is, well, Grice is 30. Grice has one year left on his contract, and I think Halas has two, if I'm not mistaken. Two or three. I can't remember if they signed to a three-year deal or a five-year deal. I can't remember. But uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Islanders look as look at Thomas Grice as their number one goaltender next year. He never had that role before in his career. I mean, 
he was a starter for the second half, or the a quarter of the end of the season, and in the playoffs, and he he looked pretty good to be honest. I would, in all honesty, I would keep Christ and Sweet Halak. I think injuries are costing him, and uh, he's on the downside of thirty. It was a four-year contract for eight, uh, eighteen million dollars. So you so know he has two years left on his deal. Yeah, and I don't think he can. Have, you don't think you can have both of them on the same team. And I also think you could also uh, trade Halak, uh, make a salary dump deal, not, not get much back for him. Uh, mm-hmm. I think if a team, uh, maybe even Tampa Bay, if they're looking to part ways with Bishop, that could be interested in Halak, uh, that needs goaltending. Well, I think a place maybe to look is Dallas. I mean, that's a team that looks like they're goalie away with all the talent they got in there. Yeah, we'll see what happens in the offseason, but... Uh, I would say keep Rice and sweep uh, Alaska. Right. So, the Rangers. Now, this is an interesting one. Rick Nash. Yeah, it always is with you. Um, I'm going to say keep. I don't think they're going to be able to, to find a trade partner for him. As much as, especially the way he looked like where he really declined last season, I really don't believe they're going to find a trade partner with him. I mean, you know, there was some speculation about Minnesota bringing some young defensemen from over there. But then you're going to have to match up some of the money because he's making a lot. I mean, he's making almost, you know, over $7 million a year. I mean, not, that's not an easy contract to get rid of. I mean, you thought Dan Girardi was going to be a hard contract to get rid of. Rick Nash is going to be tougher. I mean, I understand he's, you know, he's in his 30s. He had a down year. He was bantered by injuries. But put a regular season aside, he's been terrible in the playoffs. And I, this was probably his most productive postseason as a Ranger, which is sad to well, say. He didn't do much. Exactly. That, my point exactly. Considering And considering it was only five games. I mean, he did, you know, he scored a goal. He does, you know, they always say he does the little things. But I'm not paying a guy $7 million a year to do the little things. I'm paying you to score. I'm paying you to score 40 goals a year. I'm paying you to, to lead my team in the postseason in goals. I mean, that's not, you're not here to do little things. I'm sorry. That's what I have role players for. So, but I'll, I'll still say keep because they're not going to be able to find a trade partner for him. Okay. Uh, Miguel Krabowski, keep or sweep? Mikhail, Mikhail Krabowski, you're going to have to sweep him. I'm sorry. He is, uh, very injury prone, uh, especially with concussions. Uh, he hasn't really put up the, uh, the numbers that the Islanders, uh, Projected or predicted he would, mainly because of his injuries. Uh, he's really prone to the concussion, and he hasn't been able to stay healthy most of his Islander career, especially uh, the previous regular season. And you know what? I think the Islanders missed his uh, presence when he was healthy because he's probably the best face-off man besides Casey Sezikis, and you know how much I love Sezikis. Yeah, I know you're a man. I think Grabowski, he is—he's not. He hasn't put up the numbers where, like the Islanders thought they would. Uh, definitely, if he doesn't retire uh, because of his injuries, because of the concussions, you're gonna have to buy him out and uh, sweep him. Right. Without a doubt. All right, that's good, man. Listen, I mean, I sweep the whole team. Listen, seriously, hey. seriously. Hey. If you want to get rid of that scrub you got on uh, ninety-one, we'll take him. No, I'll take him, and then we'll get the other 91 uh, that was in Tampa Bay last season. Yeah, we'll, we'll have Tavares and Stamkos. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk, see. We'll talk about he doesn't believe me that Stamkos is coming to the Islanders, guys. Watch, is there? He's going to be an Islander next season. I don't care who else you get. Maybe at least Stempniak as your winger. Stamkos is going to be the number one guy if he makes it out of free agents at, at July 1st. I'm you, sorry. you, my friend, let's move on. Here. Are delusional. Let's move on. So... Dominic Moore, keep a sweep. Um, I, I like Dominic Moore. Uh, I think they're going. Okay, this is. I'm a little split on this one. Mm-hmm. You have to get younger on that fourth line, and Dominic Moore is in his 30s, I believe. And you have to get younger. I mean, to me, that whole fourth line has to change because you had Moore, you had Tanner, you had Tanner Glass. Everyone loves him. Yeah, except for uh, you know the New York Rangers fan base, and. You had um, – I'm going to say keep him because I think he likes playing in New York, and I believe that they're gonna, he's going to give him a discount because I don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to demand a lot of money. 
Now, listen, I could be wrong. I mean, he's listen. He's huge. He is a big part of the uh, the penalty kill. And I could be wrong. I mean, look at you know Brian Boyle, and he went out and got big money to be a fourth line center for the Tampa Bay Lightning. But I think they do want to get they do want to get younger on that front on the fourth line. But I do believe that they will keep him, and I think rightfully so because I do think he do need a veteran veteran prize out there. I do think he needs playoff experience. He has scored some big goals for you in the playoffs. And I think you're you're probably going to get him for cheap. So I'll say keep Dominic Moore. Uh, and uh, all right, let's go. Last one. Keep it sweet. Mr. Kyle Okoso. Kyle the Isle? Ooh, uh, like let's see. We're going to have to say sweet. Just because he of the money he wants. He thinks uh, we don't value. The Islanders don't value him as much as he values himself, I, I guess I'll say. He's not worth more than $5 million. Not the way he's played his Islander career. I mean, he had some some points at where he played with Tavares, and he put up some numbers, but not the production you need to see out of a winger that's playing with John Tavares. I mean, he had that one year uh, that he was snubbed of being a U.S. Olympian, but and there's some potential for Kyle Sposo, but I think you're gonna have to sweep him just because he didn't put up the numbers that he really should have been, especially with playing with Sean Tavares. He's a big body, and you're gonna the Islanders are gonna have to re- replace a guy like Kyle Sposo. I could see Sposo going to a team like Carolina or Florida or maybe even Arizona if he wants to go out west. I highly doubt that. Maybe even Boston, if they can find the cap room. But uh, the Islanders don't have... He's not a fit for the Islanders anymore. I thought he could have been a career Islander, but I'm sad to say uh, he's off this team. He's been with the team since 08. Oh, wow, that's a lot. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he's been... He was drafted by the Islanders. I, I thought he was going to be a career New York Islander, but... Well, he scored... He scored 20 goals with the Islanders in, since 2008. What? Three times. So is that a guy you really want to pay six and a half million dollars to? No, I don't think so. I think you could get better production elsewhere uh, via trade or even free agency, even though free agency is not the best uh, forward-wise. I mean, you know, they should look at a guy like David Backus if you can't sign uh, Franz Nielsen, uh, per se, but Kyle Poso is someone who's playing with John Tavares. You're going to have to find a key goal scorer to play with John Tavares. So, yeah, definitely sweep Kyle Oposo. And last but not least, on the Rangers, Mark Stahl. Uh, They're going to keep him. I I don't see a scenario where he gets traded, really, as much as they want to trade him. And as much as, you know, they're really trying to dump money, especially on this defensive core. I I don't see them trading him as much as I want to. And as much as, ever since the eye injury, it hasn't been the same a few years ago when he got it in the eye. But he, he's, he again, it's the same thing with Dan Girardi. He's, he was, for a while, he has been so important to your team. He has, has so much wear and tear on his body from all these game sevens, all the playoff games. But he, I don't think they're going right, to, this is, he signed a six-year extension last year. Five and Jesus, over five, almost $6 million a year. So I really don't think that, unless you buy him out, which I don't think they're going to do because I think they still think Stahl has more. He looks like he has more in the tank, more than Girardi at least. But I'd say you keep him because he's, uh, you, you can't trade that contract. You're not going to get, you're not going to get anything for him. Even if you dump him, even if you dump him, do you have, you're probably going to have to take money back or give up a, a big time prospect, which the Rangers, don't have any more. They don't have any more of those besides the kid come over from Russia who will be on the team next season. But you're going to have to, no, I just I keep, unfortunately. You know, most of these keeps, like I'm saying keep with such a down on my voice. Well, the Rangers, I think, are in a rebuilding stage. And, I, um, I wouldn't say, I would say retool, not rebuild. Retool, retool. We'll say retool. And, uh, you know what, July 1st is coming up. I'm sure we're going to try to get, uh, Rob Talbo. Stan Fischer Hockey on, talking about free agency and uh, the draft coming up, I believe, June 23rd or 24th. So we'll have more hockey talk around then, maybe in like two weeks. Uh, 
probably the 28th, we'll try to get Rob on. Well, if he wants to come back. If he wants to come back, he I'm saying, you might have scared him away. I mean, sometimes you scare me away. Okay, This morning, I got up thinking, maybe I should just skip today. Let's move on uh, from this hockey talk. I mean, we just finished uh, the Stanley Cup. Well, that's why we want to, we want to get right into it. Why waste time on the off season? No, I, I, I agree. Don't worry. But uh, who do we got pitching for the Mets tonight? Uh, Degrom and Hayden. So we got Jacob Degrom tonight against uh, who's pitching for the Pirates tonight? Yeah, who cares? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think it's Nice. If we're gonna go in that exact same order, I believe it is either Nice or Nicasio. Uh, I gotta check it out. But either way, I mean, listen. You know what? You, me. Uh, I mean, Sandy Alderson, get on the mound. I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna have no problem against this lineup right now. <laughs> I, I know. I, well, before we talk about that atrocious lineup, first I want to say, uh, get well, uh, to Terry Collins. Yes. I know uh, he was in the hospital yesterday. Yeah, he was hospitalized in Milwaukee. Uh, I know he's uh, ready to coach. I think he'll be uh, in the dugout tonight coaching. But uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if they really released anything. No, uh, I think he'll be there today. Details-wise, that he was still ill, but you know what? I'm glad he's back. Uh, now let's get a good lineup rolling, Terry. I mean, what is? what are you putting out there? What do we have to work with? Yeah, uh, not much. Well, listen, I mean, they said the other day Michael Conforo has had a wrist injury that's been bothering him for a while. They said he should be back today, we'll, you know. We'll see if he's in the lineup. Neil Walker, I mean, did you see the lineup they put out there the other day? Which one is that? Because they're all atrocious. I, uh, it was Sunday. I mean, they had, like, Matt Reynolds hitting second. They had Kelly Johnson. Oh, this one is Drupal Cabrera. Well, I, you know, I saw that. Was it, what that it, was a scheduled day off, was, it, was, he, was that a maintenance day? Okay. Yeah, he was probably one of the only guys on the team that's played every single day, so I don't know. Yeah, I know, but I, you can't. Can you really afford to have him on the line? I mean, this is this is no, that's not it. Um, you can't. Oh my God! Look at this lineup. Give me a break. All right, so you had um, you had Curtis Granson hitting leadoff. You had Matt Reynolds put, hitting second, playing short. You had Cespedes third. You had Kelly Johnson hitting fourth. Are you kidding me? He just came back. Kelly Johnson day. as your cleanup hitter. Come Think on. about that for a minute. James Loney hitting fifth, fourth, sixth. They got to seventh. Flecky eighth, he shouldn't even be playing every day. It should be Renee. He Rivera. should be in Triple A. He should be. I mean, he probably. I, I would. He can't hit major league. No, I, and I won't be surprised when. And if, if please, if Darno comes back, if yeah. he gets pulled down, Flecky, uh, Flecky, that is, yeah. Um, yeah. just can't hit in the major leagues. I don't know what it is. I really thought highly of him, and you can't even throw out anyone. He can't catch. And you know what? That was the problem with Darno is that. Um, when we saw in the World Series last year where you couldn't throw out a grandmother, he, <laughs> uh, the knock on him was that he was not good defensively as a catcher, and that was supposed to be Ploiecki was an improvement over Darno, and we haven't seen that. We've seen a lot from Rene Rivera. I mean, I think it was um, it was Saturday. Aaron, he just threw Aaron Hill by a mile. It wasn't even close. He needs to get more playing time. He needs to be playing. He needs to be playing every single day, in my opinion. But you can't. I, and I know. Yeah, you got injuries. Everyone has injuries. Maybe not as much as, as they have. I mean, the corner outfield spot, uh, the corner infield spots, Conforto's out. Um, you got Darno rehabbing, but right now he's only DHing. He's not catching yet. Neil Walker was hurt last week. Neil Walker got hit, and that was such an awkward ball to hit him, too. I mean, the way it hit him, and the, the way it bounced. Oh, speaking him, about balls hitting uh, MLB players, did you see what happened to uh, former Met Juan Uribe the other day? No, what happened? Well... A ball, a hundred eight mile per hour ball. Hundred eight. Oh, it was hit off the bat. Off the bat, that hit and caught one Uribe in a place where balls shouldn't be hit. Oh, I saw that. I, you know, I didn't know that's what happened. I, I actually, I think it was Ken Rosenthal that tweeted it out that he. Where's this? Where's the quote? Um, here it is. He was too. The trainers don't have. He doesn't wear a cup because the trainers. All right, wait. I got. I got the. I got the quote right here. Come on. Uh, Jordan Bastien from MLB. I believe that's MLB Network. Um, he. <laughs> this is Juan Rube. End quote. When they asked him why he didn't, he doesn't use a cup. Juan Rube said, "Quote. I don't think the trainers have my size." <laughs> End quote. That's a little awkward. Uh, that's kind of funny. I'm sorry. Come on. Could you? <laughs> 
That's a little <laughs> awkward. Listen, um, if I was a reporter getting an answer out of that, I I would just crack up. I would get. A I mean, I I don't know. I, maybe I would be speechless. I get a promotion. To be honest with you, if I got that out of him, I mean, let's be honest. Well, it's going back uh, to the mess. <laughs> you don't want to talk about one rebate anymore? No, I don't want to talk about um anything of that sort. <laughs> Talk about baseball. Uh, the, baseball. The lineup is not out yet for the Mets. Let me see if it's out for the Yankees. I don't believe so. It's still early. It's only 2 o'clock, and they got a 7 o'clock game. So. But and you know what? And, we, and this, there was so much talk about the Yankees lineup and how much they're struggling. Should you sell it? Should you bring up Judge? But, I mean, the Mets are in no better spot right now. No, they're struggling. They're five games back on the national. Yeah, they won last night. So that means they're, what, five games, right? Five games now. It's the most they've had since the beginning of the year. Yeah, I think that the time, that's a, a, a tie like, at some point. And he... This season. I, think, I believe the, this whole weekend the Mets were in line for a while. I mean, obviously it's only June, but the Mets were in a position if that season ended today. So they've been, they've just the wild card spot yes, and be in line for a wild card game. Yes, they would. They, if the if season ended today, the Mets would be heading to St. Louis for a one-game playoff. Speaking about a one-game playoff, if I were the Yankees and I had a one-game playoff, you know what pitcher I would have starting? I feel like we're taking the same one. Go ahead. C.C. Sebastian. Yeah. I mean, he has been your best pitcher all year. I mean, Do you see how consistent he's been? He, and you know what? You like to see that out of C.C. I like C.C. He's a gamer. He wants to play. He had the uh, he had the alcohol issues that he got cleaned up. But yeah, the reason why I've always liked CC, and he, you know, people can say all they want that he's, a, you know, he, he gets paid big money, he doesn't produce, which you know, over the past couple of seasons he's been disappointing. But he wants to go out there and pitch. He wants to go out there and play. He wants to go out there and make his money worth, money's worth, and help the team as much as he can. That's all crazy stuff. I can't remember what it was, but it was under a one year right in his past, in his last like four starts. Yeah, he's been great. And he's been the Yankees' best pitcher. And him and Beltron, you know, they've been keeping the Yankees, Yankees afloat. And I feel like with them, you know, it's... They're not out of the... No, no, uh, definitely not. I'm looking at it now. They're only three games back in the wild card spot. So, listen, with them, I mean, it's it's two steps forward, one step back. you got to go on a big run now. you got a really soft schedule. They're actually... And they're five and a half games back of the division leaders. So... Then I'm out of the, the Red Sox and the Orioles are tied to that, I believe. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, it's only June, but and they're only the one game under 500. So, like I said, two steps forward. It's a little awkward to say, but two steps forward, one step back with this team. But they got a real soft schedule coming up now. I mean, you got two. Is it in Colorado? Yeah, you got two in Colorado, four at Minnesota. You come you back for take Col- at least three of those. Yeah, three or four of those. You come back home for Colorado and Minnesota, and then you got the AL West leading Texas Rangers. These are games the Yankees need to win. Need to win. Listen, you got you got four with Colorado. You got uh, what is that? Seven with the Twins. You got to take nine of them. You say that? Yeah. Yeah. Nine out of 11, eight out of eleven. Nine out of eleven. I mean, these are inept teams. They're not. Uh, listen. And we said it with the Mets too. You have to win the game. You have to win. You have to win the games you're supposed to win. And I know it's a long season, so you're gonna have some. You know, you're gonna have some duds once in a while. But I mean, the Yankees and their their rotations really improved, and they definitely have the pitching matchup. They definitely have the upper hand on the pitching matchup. Pretty much every game you go out there, you see Evaldi versus De La Rosa, Nova versus Betis. I mean, you just you gotta get consistent consistency from this rotation. You definitely got to get consistency from guys other than Carlos Beltran. I mean, you know how I feel about Beltran. I would love Beltran. If there was a spot to play Beltran, and if he could still play the field, I would love Beltran back on the New York Mets to finish out his career in Mets uniform, retire as a New York Met, because you know he's going to be in the Hall of Fame as a New York Met once he's in the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, I think... I mean, it's not possible. The Mets don't have the fun hand anymore. Well, uh, he went. Uh, he actually went to WFAN and said if he got into the Hall of Fame, he would go in as a Met, which he probably sh- he should. You know, you can't. You never know with these voters. And I'm gonna make this point in a second. If this doesn't happen, I'm going to be so aggravated in a few years. He should be in the Hall of Fame, but the way the standard that they hold the voters, the standard that the voters hold them to now these days is just ridiculous and fascinating. But let me tell you something, because it's never be a unanimous choice to go into the Hall of Fame. If Mariano Rivera, I've never respected a Yankee I've watched more. I've never respected one as much as I respect Mariano Rivera. 
if he doesn't go in as a unanimous decision as, an, as a Hall of Famer, why? I want, I want to know why. He's the greatest closer ever. In and it's not even close. And it's not even close. You want to say, well, he, you know, blew some big games in the post. So what? Everyone's blown. I don't, who else has been unanimous decision? No one. No, no one ever, ever has. Really? Yes, no one ever has. Pedro wasn't. Randy Johnson wasn't. And I want to know why. Ken Griffey? Ken, no, no, no. I think he actually got like 99. It was this past year, wasn't it? Yeah. I think he actually got. I, yeah, I think you're right. He got one vote for it. I think, yeah. But I want to know why. Because you know what? You can argue every other position as, well, you know, maybe he's the greatest at that position. Maybe he's the greatest. You can't argue this. You can't no. argue it. Mariano Rivera is the greatest closer to have ever lived, and it's I not think even have any problem. I don't think so. Oh, getting in? No, absolutely not. No, I don't think he'll have a problem with a unanimous vote. Well, uh, you keep thinking that, though. I mean, is Derek Jeter going to be a unanimous decision? 100%. I don't think so. Why? Because no one has ever been a unanimous decision. I think their player... Would you take Griffey or, or Jeter? As the player. I know the accomplishments, the leadership, and everything... You know, but as I'm a pure, as a pure, yeah, I think so too. And he, he was on he was a glorified. Um, well, he's a polarizing figure. I mean, he yeah. won five championships in New York. When you would sometimes would for certain teams, if you win one, they will build a statue for you. If you yeah. if the, if Henry won a Stanley Cup, they would build a statue for them. If the Mets won a World Series and say say if they won the World Series last year. And Daniel Murphy went off in the World Series like he Murphy did. Murphy would have been a figure. He, they no would other. His statue would have been. I built. don't think so. I, I, I mean, I guess it's Daniel Murphy. Ah, we'll never know now. But the point is, I just and you know the Hall of Fame voting aggravates me so much because why aren't you? Why I want to know why? Why aren't you? Why isn't this person voting for Ken Griffey Jr.? Why is Mike Piazza? Of a, a couple of years. Well, the story, the story, the story speculation. speculation because he had acne on his back. I was, the, I remember that was the big thing with him. He had acne on his back. Give me a break, man. Mike Ross was the greatest catcher, hitting catcher of all time. I, I, no doubt, no doubt. And I do want to get back up to we we're talking about with the Yankees about selling in June, which you can't do, especially with the schedule that you have coming up. Because, like I said, you got the Rockies for two. You got the Twins for four, and then you come right back around the Rockets for another two, and the Twins for three. Well, how about the uh, rumor that the scout, there was a Chicago Cup scout at Yankee Stadium recently Yeah, looking at the Yankees relief pitcher? Well, I was hearing, I saw the reports that it was Andrew Miller they were looking at, and I also saw the reports that they're going to have to give up an absolute ransom to get him. Like, I'm talking about Kyle Schwarber. Well, he's hurt. Yeah, well, you know, I, yeah, but still, I mean, when he gets back, is it thirty? Is he even that good? Like, what, what is he? What did you just say? He's a catcher, right? No, he actually he doesn't really have a position. He's um, a DH. They, no, yeah, pretty much. He should be a DH. They tried to put him in the outfield. And and he was, was say, oh god! Do you remember the in, in the playoffs last yeah, year? Yeah, I mean, he, he missed, had him in left field. Yeah, and they, he like dropped two, three balls. He misplayed so many balls, and he, and that's, I mean, look at the reason, look what happened to him. I mean, he ran right into that. No, I think he's overrated. He's he's young, but I think, I don't think he's going to make it to be that top MLB star. Well, he, well, as a, in my opinion, as a bat, I mean, he's going to hit you 30. He looks like he could be a pole, you know, he could be a force at the plate. 30 home runs every year, around 280. But, but, I mean, he's a guy. About 200 average. 200, I mean, 300? No. Did you say 200? 200. 200. I mean 200. I don't think he's going to be that great of a player. What? Why? What have you seen from Kyle Schwarber? That uh, power, he's a power guy. He's going to be a Mark Trumbo. He, what's wrong with Mark Trumbo? Mark Trumbo's hitting like three-something this season. Is he? Yeah, he's a great. He's actually... He's, he's, I know he's always been a bust his whole career. I know he's, he's with the Orioles now, but... Uh, he's quietly, very, very quietly having putting up MV, uh, MVP caliber numbers. Seriously? Yeah, he's hitting... He hit 20. He's hit 20 home runs. Well, I figured that. He's batting, he's batting 286. Yeah, 49 RBIs. I didn't, know, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's very quietly having... Uh, very quietly putting up MVP-type well, numbers. For him. I mean, maybe he finally found a spot where he can start, uh, you know, the uprise of his career. Well, also, I know the guy that maybe the Yankees could be in for, which I really... Well, before, you, before you say that, I want to... Did you hear who the Yankees signed over the weekend? My favorite player? My favorite. My favorite, my favorite Jew. Oh, yeah. I Davis. Yeah, I know you love that. Um, I know you what do you think about that? Um, he... You know what? I mean, he... 
he's not hitting. Uh, he wasn't. Uh, last I heard, he wasn't really hitting down in Triple A for the Yankees. He wasn't hitting that much. But well, he wasn't. I don't even think he made it to the Triple uh, A uh, minor league to the Yankees. Well, what's Round Rock? Isn't that the Triple A? No, that was of Oakland. Oh, was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It was I mean, whatever. I mean, whatever it is, he I he can't can't hurt because the Yankees. I mean, that guy Parley did tried doing gymnastics in the field and did a split, and he injured himself. Oh, is that, I heard he got hurt. Is that what happened? Yeah, he literally did a split at first base. Genius. All of them are geniuses. But um, well, you get, I know they had Reshire at uh, first, but he's not a first baseman. No, Reshire's not that great. No, anyway. I mean he's a middle infielder. Um, it can't hurt. Because really, you're not getting any production from first base anyway. So really, what's the harm? I mean, we'll find out. But he, um, excuse me, uh, it can't really hurt to have him up right now. So, I mean, he's a left-handed bat. We've seen potential from him. Uh, just don't put him up to the pitch because we saw how that worked out last year. Uh, yeah, and I mean, we'll see what happens. I I don't think it's tanking. If you, if you trade Beltron, it's tanking to me. If you trade one of these relievers, it's not tanking because the bullpen is still your strength if you're the right. Yankees. Even if you trade Miller, even if you trade Chapman, the bullpen is still going to be your strength. If you trade Beltron, and I know talking about, you know, he's your best hitter at 39 years old, um, that's tanking to me. That is definitely tanking to me. And But like I said, if you trade one of the relievers, I, it's probably either going to be Miller or Chapman. I don't see a scenario where they trade. No, but that's the no I think he... You know, just stay yeah, at least for a little while. Um, I don't know how much you can get for Chapman. I mean, we'll have to see how that market would develop. Miller, you could get a ton. Like I said, you can get a Schwarber. You can even get a Baez if you're, you you want to take a step down from that. But Miller, you can get a ton. Chapman will be Baez is pretty good though. Yeah, isn't he? Uh, he's got potential definitely. You've seen that power potential from him. Well, I know the Mets were interested at one point. Yeah, they wanted Syndergaard. They wanted to, every everything they offered up. They wanted well, everyone. Syndergaard. Everyone that wants to trade from the Mets obviously wants Syndergaard or a pitcher, and the Mets are not willing to I, I don't, play away with their pitchers yet. I, I don't yet. Not yet. I mean, listen, they did. They did. Eventually. Part. They did, though. They did. You know who you're going to part ways with. They, no, no, I'm saying, but they already did part ways with the pitcher, with the oh, big-time yeah. prospect. They Michael Fulmer. Yeah, there we go. I mean, How about Michael Fulmer? He, well, he said, what is he, 7-1 and one now? And what, 28.1 scoreless innings? Is that, is that what he's speaking 28.1. And you know what? He's 12 innings away, uh, or 12.1 innings away from breaking that record of a rookie to go score the Senate. Really? Yeah, I read that in, in over 100 years. Good God. And he's 7-1, 52K. He's got an ERA around 2.5. But he's a stud. He's quietly becoming uh, the star of the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. I mean, good, good for him. That trade worked out well for both teams. It really did, and you can't really say, you know, you, you, you regret it as a Mets fan because you, if it wasn't for your own assessments, you're, you're not making it to a pile. No, you're not stiff in the post. And you know what? That's really good that it worked out for both teams because that just creates character and creates a good relationship, a uh, good trade relationship that makes you want to do more trades with each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, it creates a good relationship. Uh, I know we're going to start wrapping up. I just want want to read this. Michael Fulmer has one loss, and it was his second start of the season. The last four games, Yankees, no six innings, no runs. Uh, Blue Jays, six innings, no runs. Angels, seven and two-thirds, no runs. Oakland, seven and two-thirds, no runs. And then you got the last time you gave up a run was against Tampa Bay on May 21st. Incredible. One, and that was one run. He still went seven innings. He struck at 11. Wow. He is, um, listen, he's something else. But, you know, it's it's a situation where, you know, you don't regret the trade. No, you can't. Like you said, you don't sniff, you don't sniff the postseason without Yohannes Cespedes, So, And even if Cespedes does opt out of this year, uh, you're lucky you got to resign him for this season. And you know what? The Mets are, uh, aren't looking for the future anymore. They're looking... So compete now. No. They're winning now. They have maybe a two-year grace, two-year period left with these pitchers. They have to win now. This season is the Mets season. They should have won last season. This is the season you have to go out and win. Sandy okay. Alveson, you got to do something. Uh, come trade deadline, but this is your year to win. You ha- you're not going to have sets for this past this year. Listen, um, well, you, you know what? You're right on that one. But really, the window is the pitchers. 
the window is 2018 when Matt Harvey's free agent. And that's another thing we got to get on to, you know, we didn't get to was that Matt Harvey, the resurrection of Matt Harvey takes another step. I mean, he was fantastic against Milwaukee again. And I know it was against the Nipsey. Well, in all honesty, they got some names on the offense. If you really look at it, Chris Carter, Ryan Braun, Jonathan Rucroy. Well, they're looking to trade Rucroy. Uh, he's going to be traded within the next month or so. I, I, don't do it. I, yeah. Don't say it. I would do it. Don't say it. I would trade Zach Wheeler for Jonathan Rucroy. It's not, not going to happen. And I know you get you got security because you got an extra year out of him. But what are you going to do with Darnell? What are you going to do? You got two highly touted prospects, which are still, in my mind, Darnell can't play. He, oh, he's always hurt. Well, yeah, I know, but if that was the case, they should have re-signed Daniel Murphy to play third base then. Because David Wright's always hurt. I don't know. It's, well, it's, we'll it's see not what happens. Happen. They're, not trading any, they're not trading any of these pitchers, I'm telling you. Okay? Eventually. They traded, eventually. I don't think it's this season. I think that's an off-season, especially Harvey. I think that's an off-season thing. But he, you're not trading any of the pitchers. Well, we have to trade that long coming up in uh, a month or so. Yeah, a month and a half. We'll see what happens. Uh, we have the All-Star game coming up. We'll talk to uh, some, some selections maybe well, we're, next week we're, or in the next two weeks. We're getting down to that point where baseball is going to be the only sport being talked about. We'll get to some OTAs and also some football talk. But uh, for the West Point and show, I'm Stephen. I'm Errol. And uh, you could listen to... The show on our Facebook page, Westman and Also. Uh, we'll have it on, have it be on SoundCloud. You can like and share our page on Facebook, the Westman and Also. Show. And anything else, Harold? I actually, we will post some pictures up on the Westman and Oz page, Facebook page. I will be in Atlanta next weekend uh, at the Met game. So that's going to be pretty cool. I can't wait to do that. And thank you guys for listening. Yep. And thank you for calling. Yep. Thank you guys. See you next week. See ya.